Those of you who are just becoming familiar with this show, because before we came to Atlanta, you had no interest in this show. And now all of a sudden, because we're in the South, you are discovering what we do every single day. Uh, Rabbi Goldwasser is one of the people that is, in fact, with us every single day as we take our Torah presentations very seriously. And uh, we want to encourage everybody, don't just tune in. Don't just have us on in your kitchen in Atlanta when we're down here for the week. Uh, have us on in the kitchen in Atlanta and everywhere else in the United States every single day, every single morning. You'll see it'll enhance your life. One of the people who could attest to that is Rabbi Norman Schloss, who not only is a wonderful host for us here in Atlanta, and a big shout-out to Lydia Schloss, by the way, because she's really the one who's uh, who's uh, taking the brunt of the responsibility to make sure we're taken care of. Uh, but he's also somebody who's been listening to this show for how many years, Rabbi Schloss, should I say, as I fill in the blank, for how many years? Fifteen years. About fifteen years. At least. And he listens to the show when he's in the southern part of the United States, when he's in the northern part of the United States, and when he's outside of the United States. He doesn't just listen here in this country. He's listening in other countries as well. He's Rabbinic Field Representative for the Southern Region of the OU. He covers Georgia and Alabama and so many other states. And one of the uh, things we've spoken to him about in the past is, of course, his involvement with Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola is uh, synonymous with Atlanta. And let's make it clear to our listeners right now that in no way, shape, or form will you reveal any secret ingredients of Coca-Cola in this conversation. No matter what we do to you, Rabbi Schloss, no matter how we grill you in this conversation, you will not reveal any Coca-Cola secrets. Well, let me put it this way. If Pepsi was able to cut the Super Bowl, what can I say afterwards? Yeah, what's the story with that? (laughs) What can I say? Super Bowl's in Atlanta, and Pepsi's got the halftime show. That's the way it is. That's why we have an alternate, the kosher halftime show. I can tell you that there's a plant, a Miller Coors plant in Albany, Georgia. Not Albany, Albany. Yeah. And right outside, there's a big billboard for Budweiser. (laughs) <laughs> they know what they're doing. They bought for 50 years on a contract. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. Um, so you have an interesting, uh, you, you have a very interesting um, uh, vocation. You get to visit all these different companies, see these products as they're being made, guarantee that we as kosher consumers can use those products and enjoy them. Now, where will where will this week take you to? What types of facilities this week? I have an 11 o'clock flight to Nashville. I'll go from Nashville to Cookville to Crossville to Knoxville. For what types of companies? I'll do anything from a uh, company that makes uh, cake mixes to snack foods to a vinegar plant to uh, even a company that makes the ink that goes on the sugar paper for cakes. When you make a picture on a cake, they uh, make the ink that goes on there. Uh, just a whole for uh, some chemical companies, some uh, uh, sugar processors, the whole. How many years have you been doing this? Well, according to me, not long enough. According to my wife, too long. But I've been full time with the OU now for about uh, 18 years, and I've been doing kosher uh, on an industrial level for about uh, 30 years. I look at it as long as people eat, I have a job. And and would you say that in those 18 years you've seen a a big difference in the approach of these companies that that many of them who had the MO of not really caring if their product was kosher years ago now understand the importance of having kosher supervision? The industry is clamoring for kosher supervision. I get it in my area alone, I get between one to two new companies a month looking for kosher. Um, One of the major companies that just became kosher, a lot of it through my efforts, was Little Debbie Snacks. Yeah. They're now completely under the OU. I didn't realize that. 
And uh, who can we send out for some Debbie snacks right now? Or little Debbie, actually. And uh, uh, Bush Beans, they're all uh, going like crazy, wanting to get into the kosher market, wanting to expand their market because they realize that kosher not only meets the kosher needs, but also meet, uh, meets the needs of other societies as well. And they can get it all under the rubric of the OU. Some of the companies that you just mentioned, is it a very difficult process for them to become kosher? Not at all. They look at uh, they look at us as a helpmate to them in promoting their business and getting things going, and they look forward to my coming. Um, you know, it's uh, very funny. Uh, a couple of years ago, I gave a talk at the, one of the schools here, and a kid came home and said, "Ima, Rabbi Shlomo, the Mashiach came." <laughs> so I said, "Mashiach, no, it's Mashkiach." But you know what? The Mashiach and Mashkiach have in common. What's that? Nobody knows when we're coming. <laughs> but you know, you, you, you know the differences between us. That's very good. You know the differences. What's the difference? Everybody looks forward to the Mashiach coming. <laughs> right. When the Mashiach shows up, right. it, it can be a difficult experience. But all, I, I would say of all my companies, and I have about 120-some-odd companies, I can't think of any company that I go to that says, oh, no, the rabbi's here. Right. They all look forward to me uh, coming. We have a good time. They know that I'm a nice guy. I joke around with him but I also mean business. And we're in there for the same thing, to promote their business for the betterment of Kashrus. Now, when you're outside the country, and I did mention that you do, uh, and you've reminded us uh, how you do listen to JM and the AM in places that are outside the United States, that's primarily for Coca-Cola or other things as well? The only place I go to outside the country is Ireland. I spend about 15 weeks total in the year in Ireland. And when I'm there, we're up in the control booth, for the workers doing all the uh, production, and I have Jam and the AM on loud in the control booth, and we're all listening to Jam and the AM. I love it. And is that for Coke? Yeah. And be and that's, why? Co- that's Coke for Israel. That's what it is. I'm there for the Coke for Israel. So you're in Ireland because they're producing Coca-Cola for Israel. They're producing the concentrate for Coca-Cola for Israel. Simple as that. As simple. And as it that. goes nowhere else. I'm just doing Israel. And does that facility provide Coca-Cola concentrate for anywhere else? They provide for a lot of places. Like Europe I, and other cities? But I'm there only for the Israeli production. Interesting. So you're the reason that people can drink Coca-Cola in Israel. You got it. In fact, uh, last year I was visiting my uh, son and daughter who live in Israel, and we got a tour of the Coke uh, bottling plant in B'nai Brak. And they were able to take us into the back room and my kids were very impressed that my signature was on any box that came in. So. That's hilarious. Unbelievable. Um, what have they done in terms of Pesach? They do Coke and Diet Coke, right? We finished Pesach already in November. We do Pesach in November. The yellow caps, the whole thing. No, we, oh, you're not, you're not bottling. We're not, right, we're not right, bottling. We're just doing the concentrate. Right. I, I asked because some people would like to see uh, you know, a number of flavors or varieties added to the Pesach lineup. We've We've had discussions with Coke about that, and they're looking into it. But I can tell you that when we make Coca-Cola for Eretz Yisrael, all the flavors and everything are kosher Pesach. Oh, the entire line. We make the entire line. We just can't Pesach. get it here can't in the here. U.S. Correct. Here we're limited to Coke and Diet Coke. And that's part of politics, et cetera, or whatever. Oh, it's a business thing? It's nothing to I do have, with... I have, I, have, I have no idea about that, but it. we've talked about it with Coke, and they're aware of it, and they said they're going to look into it, and that's what it is. How often are you in this Coke facility in, in Atlanta? Well, the concentrate for Coca-Cola in Atlanta, uh, for the States is made in Puerto Rico. <laughs> and uh, of course. We, we have a, the OU has somebody else for that. Coke does not want the same person in both places. So 
I go to Ireland, and Rabbi Yehuda Buzan goes to Puerto Rico. Very interesting. I'll tell you, the way things work in this country, it's really incredible. What a country. Well, there you have it. All right, Norman Schloss, what can you tell us about Atlanta? You know, we've, uh, again, we've been uh, the generous recipients of your, or I should say we're the recipients of your generous hospitality, and you're one of the people that has encouraged us to come down here eventually, and, and sure enough, we have. But what can you tell us about this great town? We've been here now for uh, 41 years. We're smart New Yorkers. And it's Who just, brought you down here to begin with? That's another whole story. That's another interview. Right. But uh, basically, my sister-in-law, Evie Resnick, uh, uh, she came down here as a single girl. She liked it. Uh, we came down afterwards. We liked it. Uh, was I was selling office supplies in New York. The city was my uh, territory. And we just got sick of New York, so we came down here. It's a very warm community. You can be a small fish in the big sea or a big fish in the small sea. You can do whatever you want down here. People are very, very receptive. Uh, there's a sense of community that no matter whether you go to Young Israel or Beth Jacob or any of the other shuls, everybody's together. And uh, I'll give you one example that uh, year when we first came down here, we went to the we were invited to the Israeli bond dinner, the citywide Israeli bond dinner, and it used to be a non-kosher affair. And the president of the shul got up, Beth Jacob got up and said, "I'm the only one here who's keeping kosher," and he was booed. But that was the first day of the Six-Day War. Beth Jacob mortgaged the shul for a million dollars for Israeli bonds. And he got up and said, how I have here, I have here checks and cash for bonds that were raised today. Not pledges, cash and checks. And since then, the dinner was kosher. But it was the entire gamut of Jewish community being there. And when something happens, it's the entire Jewish community that, that, uh, that has that. It's, it's a gehilla. It's a it's a place where you belong. You're not just a somebody who comes to shul and nobody talks to you. Nobody has anything to do with you. Uh, since I've been here every Shabbos, just about Rabbi Emanuel Feldman, who should be well, and Rabbi Alan get up and say anybody who needs Shabbos hospitality, call Echol. Every Friday night, every Shabbos lunch, come to our house. We'll take you in. We'll have you. We'll, we'll have you enjoy Shabbos. We'll tell you about Shabbos. You'll see what it's all about. That's the Atlanta community. Wow, very nice. And the 41 years old in Toco Hills yep. in this area? Uh, yes. This is the place? This is the place. And, uh, in fact, my, my sister moved down here, and uh, my kids my, my kids all uh, were up in New York in schools. They all moved back down here. Two of them went out just well, but two of them still live here. Because And you see also the growth of the community is that kids who lived here went away to school and moved back. And now their parents are moving down here as well to be with their kids and grandkids. That shows the strength and the growth of a community. Rabbi Norman Schloss, rabbinic field representative of the southern region of the OU, traveling today to Knoxville and all these other places to continue his kosher supervision. If it has a villain in it, I'll be there. Thank you so much for being here today. All the best. There's Rabbi Schloss, everybody. One of the people who never believed we'd actually make it to Atlanta, and he got to see the day when we did make it to Atlanta. I look, I look forward to listening to you again next week when I'm in Ireland. Uh, there you go. <laughs> All right. Let us know. Comment on the app. Let us know that you're in Ireland. More coming up. This is JM in the AM, and this is Avram Fried. <laughs>